This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. The Rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The homeless man held in a brutal Chinatown murder is a career criminal who was on supervised release who may have been motivated by sexual desire. Ahead of tomorrow's anticipated invasion of Ukraine by Russia, the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine's capital is dismantled with Personnel from the embassy arriving here in the U.S. with classified information. The Clinton campaign allegedly had Donald Trump investigated in an effort to dig up dirt linking Trump to Russia. During the 2016 presidential campaign, the information is contained in a new court filing. Sarah Palin's apparently lost her defamation lawsuit against the New York Times. The judge in the case will reportedly toss the suit. FBI stats find a 59% increase in the intentional, intentional killing of police officers for last year. On Friday alone, 13 officers were shot in four states. A homeless man held without bail this morning on charges of fatally stabbing a Chinatown woman to her death. Christina Yuna Lee followed into her third floor apartment where she was fatally stabbed more than 40 times. She was found in her bathtub. Manhattan criminal court judge Jay Weiner granted a request by the Manhattan DA's office to order 25-year-old Asimed Nash held without bail. Nash is charged with murder and sexually motivated burglary in the woman's death. Asimed, Asimed, why did you kill Christina? Huh? Why did you kill her? I didn't kill nobody. You didn't kill her because she was Asian? I didn't kill nobody. Well, why, you, why have you been arrested then? And Lee was found in her bathtub, dead of stab wounds, after being followed into her apartment early Sunday morning. Police say the suspect had been living at the Bowery Mission. Nash has a criminal past. He has at least a dozen previous arrests in New York and New Jersey, dating back to 2012. He was on supervised release related to a January 6 arrest for criminal mischief at the time of Lee's murder. U.S. Embassy operations ordered to move out of Ukraine's capital, Kiev. Secretary of State Antony Blinken Monday ordered diplomats to move embassy operations out of Kiev due to the dramatic acceleration of Russia's military buildup. Part of the remaining embassy is now relocated to Lviv. That's 44 miles from Poland's border. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky declared a national day of unity for today, the day purportedly set for an invasion. Simply put, we continue to see very troubling signs of Russian escalation, uh, including new forces arriving at the uh, Ukrainian border. And that's Blinken last week. The White House reports 56 embassy workers arrived in Washington Sunday in possession of classified material from the embassy. 
The embassy's computer stations are reportedly destroyed and the phone system is rendered inoperable ahead of what is expected to be an invasion tomorrow by Russia into Ukraine. John Durham is the special counsel appointed under Donald Trump to investigate the FBI's probing of Russian interference in the 2016 election. A court filing reveals that a tech executive identified in court papers as tech executive number one exploited access to White House data in order to potentially find damaging information about then presidential candidate Donald Trump. Tech executive one is identified in news reports as Rodney Jaffe. The filing claims he used his company's access to non-public government domain name system or DNS data to analyze links between the Trump organization and a Russian bank. Here's former acting attorney general Matt Whitaker on Newsmax. There is no doubt that ultimately when the truth is known and there's more to this story, I don't know exactly what it is, but I can tell just by reading this filing by Durham that there is a lot more to this story and there are a lot more people implicated and it goes all the way to the current White House. Durham is prosecuting attorney Michael Sussman, who's worked on behalf of the Democrats and Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign. Sussman faces a single count of making false statements to the FBI's general counsel. The filing surfaced during Durham's prosecution against Sussman. Neither Jaffe nor the company from which he retired back in 2021, Newstar, have actually been charged with any wrongdoing. A Manhattan judge is expected to toss out Sarah Palin's defamation lawsuit against the New York Times following jury deliberations. Judge Jed Rakoff is expected to dismiss this suit, claiming that Palin's attorneys failed to provide evidence that the paper and former editor James Bennett acted with malice. Palin alleged the newspaper damaged her reputation with an editorial falsely linking her campaign rhetoric to a mass shooting. Palin said outside the courthouse on Monday that the judge's decision usurps the jury. This is a jury trial, and we always thank jurors. We always appreciate the system. So whatever happened in there kind of usurps the system that I believe we're used to and we respect and work. Palin sued the Times in 2017, claiming the newspaper damaged her career as a political commentator and consultant with the editorial about gun control. Palin's attorneys are expected to appeal. Lawyers for Palin and the Times have not yet commented on this anticipated decision by the judge. 77 WABC Time Check 507. Luke Lograno is here with traffic and transit. All right, Deb, let's get the morning started in the city. The lower level of the Verrazano Staten Island Bound is currently closed off for construction. They've just reopened the Brooklyn Brown side. We're also seeing an accident on the FDR Drive south at 14th Street. No major delays right now in the Cross Bronx or the BQE. Over to Hudson Valley, we've got some lingering delays from road work on the Hutch and the Sawmill, but nothing too bad at the moment. Long Island is looking good right now on the Sunrise Highway, the left and center lane are closed westbound between Hospital Road and Lincoln Avenue. And in New Jersey, things are looking good on the Garden State Parkway, but the Jersey Turnpike Eastern Spur is closed for construction between the Southern Mixing Bowl and the West Spur Merge. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. With traffic, I'm Luke Legrano for Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Luke. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today are high near 33. The wind chill between 10 and 20 degrees. Overnight, mostly clear skies low down to 25 a mostly sunny day tomorrow, the high near 47, warmer tomorrow. Your fifth story in our lead stories during the top five at five, escalating violence against police. Case in point here, 13 police officers were wounded in shootings over a 24-hour span on Friday in four states, Arizona, Maryland, New Mexico, and Pennsylvania. 
Nine of the wounded officers responded to a domestic violence call in Phoenix, Arizona, in which a suspect and a female victim were killed. Here's Frederick, Maryland Police Department Chief Jason Lando. It's a tough time right now uh, to be a police officer, and uh, I'm very proud of the work that they do, um, and uh, and very thankful uh, uh, that the officers, we believe, are going to be okay. In 2021, FBI crime stats reveal that 73 officers were in intentionally killed in the line of duty. That represents a 59% increase compared to 46 officers intentionally killed the year before. According to FBI data, the last time that more than 72 officers were killed was 1995. 77 WABC time check coming up on 510. More now on the tragic stabbing on the Lower East Side. During a rally, 35-year-old Christina Yuna Lee was remembered as a sweet, creative producer. The 35-year-old stabbed to death after being followed and killed into her Chinatown apartment early Sunday morning. Here's community activist and Chinatown resident Grace Lee. We are scared, and this is just a devastating, devastating tragedy. How many times do we have to come and and mourn another Asian woman dying from violent crimes in our community? Everyone in this community deserves to be safe. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul also reacted to Lee's murder. The governor tweeted late Sunday that she was mourning this tragic and heartbreaking loss of life. A suspect caught on surveillance is held in Lee's murder. Police are investigating yet another attack not far from where Lee was killed. The NYPD on the hunt for an attempted rapist who tried to attack a woman inside of her apartment building last week. The suspect managed to gain entry to the lobby of a building at St. Mark's Place and First Avenue in the East Village about 5 in the morning on Friday. A 23-year-old woman was attacked and she was taken to a hospital in stable condition. The NYPD says the suspect has short black hair, was wearing a unique yellow and black checkered shirt, black shoes, black pants, and a gray and black jacket over his shirt. More violent crime inside of a Manhattan drugstore to tell you about. Female worker at a Dwayne Reed in Morningside Heights punched and shoved to the ground after she tried to confront an alleged shoplifter. This happened Friday morning. The employee was attacked after asking the suspect to put items back into the store's freezer. You can see a description of this suspect and the attempted rape suspect in the St. Mark's incident up on our website, wabcradio.com. Again, that's wabcradio.com as police search for these two suspects. Stats show actually 72 out of the NYPD's 77 precincts have seen spikes in crime so far this year. Compared to the same time during 2021, the only exception is the Central Park area. In an effort to combat violent crime surges across New York City, the NYPD is targeting trigger pullers and shooting hotspots in its crackdown on gun violence. This 90-day detailed anti-crime plan was obtained by the New York Post on Monday. The 2022 crime plan focuses on things like suspects and neighborhoods responsible for driving up gun violence. New York City Mayor Eric Adams last month promised to crack down on the so-called trigger pullers. There is a total disregard by a small number of violent New Yorkers that believe they can carry guns and to use them at will. As part of this crackdown, police patrols are being directed to areas of high gun violence. NYPD crime stats so far this year show New York City has experienced 118 shootings. That's a 30 percent increase from the same time period last year. 
Progressive Squad member, New York Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, whined about her job and also blamed the expiration of the expanded child tax credit for fueling crime. She made the comments in Monday's edition of The New Yorker, in which she also claimed parents are stealing baby formula to try and feed their kids. AOC ignored the fact that a thriving nationwide black market in stolen baby formula was well-documented more than five years ago. Baby formula was being stolen from city stores long before the tax credit actually expired. Here's AOC in a video she posted back in 2019. The thing they don't tell you about working in Congress is that you do what you're supposed to do. You're working all the time, which means that you have no time to, like, set up your life. So I spent weeks sleeping on an air mattress, and I don't own a chair, so I'm going to try to do that. AOC, who, of course, represents the Bronx and Queens in Congress, also complained about her $174,000 a year gig as a federal lawmaker, calling Congress a, well, it's a word I can't say on the radio, Uh, it begins with the letter S and ends with the letter T show, that she claims has her thinking about actually walking away from politics, quote, all the time, unquote. In the final days of the 2016 presidential campaign, Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton promoted since debunked claims that the Trump organization had ties to a Russian bank. The allegation, part of the long-running FBI investigation into the 45th president, is at the center of that filing from special counsel John Durham we mentioned earlier. Clinton herself amplified the claim on social media, tweeting on October 31st, 2016, Computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking the Trump organization to a Russian-based bank. Former Democratic Representative Tulsi Gabbard isn't having any of it, though. Here she is on Fox News. Hillary Clinton and the power elite in this country manufactured this Russian collusion lie, actively undermining our democracy and stoking the fires, moving us into this new Cold War with Russia. And reaction from former President Donald Trump on Saturday, Trump on Clinton said Durham's filing provides indisputable evidence that my campaign and presidency were spied on by operatives paid by the Hillary Clinton campaign in an effort to develop a completely fabricated connection to Russia. 77 WABC time check 515. Justin Ellick has your sports report. Yes, I do, Deb. Thank you very much. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. At last, the Brooklyn Nets are back in the win column after a seemingly unsnappable 11-game losing streak. Newcomer Seth Curry showed his worth in his Nets debut with 23 points to lead Brooklyn to a 109-85 home victory over the Sacramento Kings. Here was Curry on getting acquainted after the game. It's been great. From the moment stepped here, uh, everybody's made it easy. Uh, Guys coming in. Even though I said it early, even though they've been on a 10, 11 losing, game losing streak, the energy's been great since day one uh, with the team. Everybody, uh, a lot of optimism with the, the new additions and the brand of basketball that we, that we plan on playing is a lot of fun. So um, that's showed on the court tonight. 
The New Look Nets debuted two of the three players acquired from the Phil- uh, from Philadelphia in last Thursday's star ladder deal with the 76ers. Newly acquired Andre Drummond started at center as well for the Nets. And the centerpiece of the trade, Ben Simmons, sat on the bench in a hoodie and sweatpants. As for the Knickerbockers, they fall 127-123 to 123 at home to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Despite a triple-double from Julius Randle, the game went into overtime, but New York wasn't able to outwork the Thunder in the extra quarter. We'll be treated to a cross-borough matchup tomorrow night when the Nets visit the Knicks at MSG. No local hockey last night, but look for the Rangers to come out of the gate hot for their second-half surge tonight at home against the Boston Bruins. That face-off is set for 7 p.m. Eastern time. The Islanders and the Devils will join the Blue Shirts in that time slot as well as the Isles have a date with the Sabres in Buffalo and the Devils will welcome the Tampa Bay Lightning into Newark. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Thanks, Justin. And let's head over to uh, traffic with uh, Justin and uh, I beg your pardon with Luke and uh, take a look at traffic and transit. Morning, Luke. Morning, Deb. Sitting in a sweatshirt and sweatpants. We sure that was Ben Simmons and not Justin Ellick? Oh, we're positive well, about that. Well, we'll check. I we'll guess have to, we'll have he has his a brand new uh, leather jacket. He showed us. Oh this wow! Morning. I guess we'll have to take a look at that later. But let's get into the roads. <laughs> let's get into the roads. The lower level of the Verrazano Staten Island bound is currently closed off for construction. They've just reopened the Brooklyn Brown side. They've cleared the accident on the FDR Drive south at 14th Street as well. No major delays right now on the Cross Bronx or the BQE. Over to Hudson Valley, it's looking good on the Hutch. We've got some lingering delays from road work on the sawmill near the Taconic and near the Newburgh Beacon Bridge, but still nothing too bad. Long Island is looking good right. Now on the Sunrise Highway, the left and center lanes are closed westbound between Hospital Road and Lincoln Avenue. And in New Jersey, things are looking good on the Garden State Parkway and I-287, but the Jersey Turnpike Eastern Spur is closed for construction between the Southern Mixing Bowl and the West Spur Merge. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. With traffic, I'm Luke Lagrana for Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Luke. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, our highs near 33. The wind chill between 10 and 20, mostly clear overnight. The lows 25. Sunshine tomorrow, warmer, the high near 47. Right now, 19 degrees, clear skies. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. It was a lackluster trading day to kick off the week. Growing fears of a Russian invasion of Ukraine took the steam out of markets in afternoon trading at the closing bell. The Dow Jones fell 172 points. The S&P 500 lost 17 points. And the Nasdaq lost less than a point. The Heritage Foundation Annual Index of Economic Freedom says the U.S. economy under President Biden plunged to an all-time low. According to new data released on Monday, the report determined the U.S. fell 2.7 points from the 2021 Index of Economic Freedom to a record low score of 72.1. The U.S. also fell to its lowest ranking globally from the 20th spot in last year's rating to 25th in 2022. Former President Donald Trump once derided New York Yankee star Alex Rodriguez as a druggie and a joke, but the slugger has emerged as part of an investment group closing in to buy Trump's Washington, D.C. hotel. That's according to sources familiar with the deal. The Trump organization reportedly reached a deal with the Miami-based CGI Merchant Group last year to sell its lease on the Trump International Hotel just a short walk down Pennsylvania Avenue from the White House for $375 million. 
And finally, Elon Musk jabbed at federal auto safety officials after they forced Tesla to recall a feature that allows drivers to play fart sounds and other bizarre noises over their car's external speakers. Tesla recalled nearly 600,000 vehicles last week to tweak the boombox feature, a late 2020 update that lets drivers swap out their normal car horn for other sounds, including honks that sound like farts and goats. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration determined the feature could make it harder to hear a required pedestrian warning system sound. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Dow futures in the red this morning. The Dow down 171 points. The S&P 500 down 16. And the Nasdaq has fallen a fraction, just a quarter of a point. Former President Donald Trump accused the mainstream media of hypocrisy. This is all over the lack of coverage on the allegations detailed by special counsel John Durham. Trump suggested Monday that he would be executed if the same allegations were levied against him rather than a Democratic candidate. The story has seen less wall-to-wall coverage of the so-called dirty dossier that turned out to be Democrat-funded opposition research used as a basis for the FBI to surveil Trump campaign aide Carter Page. Trump, during a 2020 interview with CBS News host Leslie Stahl, dismissed claims that political opponents spied on Trump's campaign. Leslie, they spied on my campaign. Well, we can't verify It's been totally verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. And then they went much further than that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie. And you know that, but you just don't want to put it on the air. And Trump said the lack of Durham stories is proof the media is corrupt and claimed all hell would break loose if Republicans face the same accusations. Support from House Speaker Nancy Pelosi for Senator Elizabeth Warren's bipartisan bill banning stock trading on Capitol Hill. In addition to banning members of Congress and their spouses from doing things like trading stocks, requiring them to put their assets into a blind trust, Warren's bill also would require them to sell off all stock holdings. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi previously dismissed concerns about stock trading by members of Congress, but made a dramatic about face back in February. Uh, I do believe in the integrity of people in public service. I want the public to have that understanding. We have to do this to deter um, something that we see as a, a problem, but it is a confidence issue. And if that's what the members want to do, then that's what we will do. Now, Pelosi has also suggested that the judiciary, including the high court, be subject to the same proposed stock trading rules. Uh, Several bills are in the works. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell and former President Donald Trump may be forced to align before the 2022 midterm elections. The divide all over establishment Republicans and pro-Trump supporters. McConnell and Trump have criticized each other publicly recently. Here's Trump during a rally in Iowa back in October. Mitch McConnell should have challenged that election because even back then we had plenty of material to challenge that election. He should have challenged the election. Schumer would have challenged the election. And of course, he's talking about the 2020 race. McConnell has repeatedly, though, been working nonstop behind the scenes to recruit new Senate candidates, particularly from the crop of of popular Republican governors of Arizona, Maryland, and New Hampshire. Speaking to ABC News on Sunday, Senator Lindsey Graham suggested he may not support McConnell if he fails to reconcile with Trump. 
President Biden's habit for sparring with reporters continued last week as he called NBC's Lester Holt a wise guy for pointing out his past claims that inflation would only be temporary. Biden's repeatedly shown annoyance and even hostility with reporters asking tough questions. Biden muttered that Fox News reporter Peter Ducey was a stupid son of a bee for asking whether inflation would be a political problem ahead of the midterms. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a And you might remember President Biden called NBC News's Kelly O'Donnell a pain in the neck and jokingly talked about running over a reporter in a car after she asked Biden a question he didn't feel like answering regarding Israel. Heading up to Canada, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is under fire. He's being slammed by four of the country's premiers for invoking the rarely used Emergencies Act to bolster police presence across Canada to try and crack down on Freedom Convoy protesters. Monday afternoon, Trudeau told protesters they need to go home now, but he's held back deploying the military under the act. We'll always defend the rights of Canadians to peaceful assembly and to freedom of expression. But these blockades are illegal. And if you're still participating, the time to go home is now. Trudeau's invoking the act means it can be used to tackle COVID-19 protests over COVID-19 vaccine mandates and restrictions. It strengthens the Police's ability to do things like impose fines and even imprisonment for protesters who blockade borders. Furthermore, it grants police the power to tow vehicles. Banks are being given the power to freeze funds associated with protesters if they are used in relationship to Freedom Convoy demonstrations as well. Russian state TV has begun a propaganda push that observers feel will provide the pretext to invade Ukraine. Dmitry Kislyov, a.k.a. Putin's mouthpiece, claimed Ukrainian nationalists are preparing to massacre Russians. Here's Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby. Real lives will be at risk. Um, Ukrainian lives, to be sure, but also Russian lives. Um, this, this will not be bloodless. This will not be easy. The tactic mirrors the last invasion of Ukraine. That was back in 2014 when such propaganda was used by the Kremlin to try and justify an invasion under the guise of protecting Russian speakers. There are now thought to be over 140,000 Russian troops massed on the borders, backed by thousands of tanks and artillery pieces, with Washington warning an invasion may come as soon as tomorrow. 77 WABC Time Check, 527. Luke Lograno is at the traffic desk. All right, Deb. We've got an accident right now on the Cross Bronx North Block Lane at Webster Avenue. We're also starting to see some backup on the Gowans Expressway East between the Canal and Cabin Plaza. Things seem to be okay on the FDR right now. Over to Hudson Valley, it's looking good on the Hutch. We've got some lingering delays from road work on the sawmill near the Taconic and near the Newburgh Beacon Bridge, but still nothing too bad at the moment. Long Island is still looking good. On the Sunrise Highway, the left and center lane are closed westbound between Hospital Road in Lincoln Avenue and in New Jersey. Things are still looking good on the Garden State Parkway and I-287, but the New Jersey Turnpike Eastern Spur is still closed for construction between the Southern Mixing Bowl and the West Spur Merge. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. With traffic, I'm Luke Legrano for Talk Radio 77 WABC.
Thanks, Luke. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today or a high 33. The wind chill between 10 and 20. Overnight, mostly clear skies. The low dips to 25. Another sunny day tomorrow. Warmer, the high 47. Right now, 19 degrees. Clear skies here in the Big Apple. Some chaotic moments aboard an American Airlines uh, flight from Los Angeles to Washington, D.C. This unidentified passenger ended up being taken into custody after he tried to allegedly break into the cockpit. The plane forced to make an emergency landing due to this because of the passenger's erratic behavior. The man ended up being arrested and taken into custody while other passengers were rebooked onto other flights. According to the FAA, 2021 saw nearly 6,000 reports of unruly passengers on U.S. airlines. 72% of those incidents involved mask-wearing issues. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti and a host of Hollywood celebrities have been slammed as hypocrites for refusing to wear masks during the big game in defiance of a local mandate at SoFi. California's City Health Department had repeatedly noted that masks would be required at the stadium for Sunday's big game and even gave out upgraded KN95 masks. A photo being widely shared online even appeared to catch Garcetti chatting to a group while none of them wore masks, despite the mayor taking flack for a similar slip two weeks earlier. Here's Garcetti. I wore my mask the entire game. People ask for a photograph. I hold my breath and I put it here and people could see that. There's a 0% chance of infection from that. And, of course, the Rams beat the Bengals Sunday. 77 WABC Time Check 529. We'll be back with more sports, business, traffic, and weather right after the break. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your new sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. It's the top five at 5.30. The homeless man held in a brutal Chinatown murder is a career criminal who was on supervised release who may have been motivated by sexual desire. Ahead of tomorrow's anticipated invasion of Ukraine by Russia, the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine's capital is dismantled with personnel arriving in the U.S. with classified materials. The Clinton campaign allegedly had Donald Trump investigated in an effort to dig up dirt linking Trump to Russia during the 2016 presidential campaign. The information contained in a new court filing. Sarah Palin's apparently lost her defamation lawsuit against the New York Times. The judge in the case will reportedly toss the suit out. FBI stats find a 59 percent increase in the intentional killing of police officers last year. On Friday alone, 13 officers shot in four states. A homeless man held without bail this morning on charges of fatally stabbing a Chinatown woman to death. Christina Yuna Lee was followed into her third floor apartment where she was fatally stabbed more than 40 times. Manhattan Criminal Court Judge Jay Weiner granted a request by the Manhattan DA's office to order 25-year-old Asimad Nash held without bail. Nash is charged with murder and sexually motivated burglary in the woman's death. Asimad, Asimad, why did you kill Christina? Huh? Why did you kill her? I didn't kill nobody. You didn't kill her because she was Asian? I didn't kill nobody. Why you? Why have you been arrested then? Lee was found in her bathtub, dead of stab wounds, after being followed into her apartment. Police say the suspect had been living at the Bowery Mission. Nash has a criminal past. He has had at least a dozen arrests in both New York and New Jersey dating back to 2012. 
He was on supervised release related to a January 6th arrest for a criminal mischief at the time of Lee's murder. U.S. Embassy operations ordered to move out of Ukraine's capital of Kiev. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken Monday ordering diplomats to move embassy operations out of Kiev due to the dramatic acceleration of Russia's military buildup. Part of the remaining embassy is relocated to Lviv, that's 44 miles from Poland's border. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky declared a national day of unity for tomorrow, the day purportedly set for an invasion. Here's Blinken last week. Simply put, we continue to see very troubling signs of Russian escalation, uh, including new forces arriving at the uh, Ukrainian border. The White House reports that 56 embassy workers arrived in Washington Sunday in possession of classified material from the embassy. The embassy's computer stations are also reportedly destroyed and the phone system is rendered inoperable. John Durham is the special counsel appointed under Donald Trump to investigate the FBI's probing of Russian interference in the 2016 election. Now, a court filing reveals that a tech executive identified in these court papers as tech executive number one exploited access to White House data in order to potentially find damaging information about then-presidential candidate Donald Trump. Tech Executive One identified in news reports as Rodney Joffe. The filing claims he used his company's access to non-public government domain name system, or DNS, data to analyze links between the Trump Organization and a Russian bank. Here's former Acting Attorney General Matt Whitaker on Newsmax. There is no doubt that ultimately when the truth is known, and there's more to this story, I don't know exactly what it is, but I can tell just by reading this filing by Durham that there is a lot more to this story and there are a lot more people implicated, and it goes all the way to the current White House. Durham is prosecuting attorney Michael Sussman, who worked on behalf of the Democrats and Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign. Sussman faces a single count of making false statements to the FBI's general counsel. The filing surfaced during Durham's prosecution against Sussman. Neither Joffe nor the company from which he retired in 2021, Newstar, have been charged with any wrongdoing to date. Judge Jed Rakoff is expected to dismiss the lawsuit claiming that Sarah Palin's attorneys failed to provide evidence that the paper and former editor James Bennett acted with malice. Palin alleged that the newspaper damaged her reputation with an editorial falsely linking her campaign rhetoric to a mass shooting. Sarah Palin said outside the courthouse on Monday that the judge's decision usurps the jury. This is a jury trial, and we always thank jurors. We always appreciate the system. So whatever happened in there kind of usurps the system that I believe we're used to and we respect and work. And Palin's attorneys are expected to appeal lawyers for Palin. The Times have not yet commented on the anticipated decision by the judge in that case. 77 WABC Time Check 537. Let's head over for more traffic and transit. 
with Luke Lograno. All right, Deb, we still have that accident on the Cross Bronx North. It's now blocking the right and center lane at Webster Avenue. We're also starting to see some backup on the Gowans Expressway east between the Canal and Cabin Plaza. Things seem to be okay on the FDR right now. Over to Hudson Valley, it's all good in the New York State Thruway near the Mario Cuomo Bridge. We've got some lingering delays from road work on the sawmill near the Taconic and near the Newburgh Beacon Bridge, but still nothing too bad right now. No heavy delays in Long Island, but we're beginning to see some more volume on the LAE West between Nichols and Shelter Rock Road. And in New Jersey, things are looking good on the Garden State Parkway and I-287, but the Jersey Turnpike Eastern Spur is closed for construction between the Southern Mixing Bowl and the West Spur Merge. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. With traffic, I'm Luke Legrano for Talk Radio 77 WABC. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today are high near 33. The wind chill between 10 and 20. Mostly clear skies, a low 25 overnight. A mostly sunny day tomorrow, the high 47. Right now, 19 degrees under clear skies. Two brazen crimes were committed over the weekend down in Chinatown, stoking fear among New Yorkers. The death of Christina Lee, then on the posh Upper East Side, a broad daylight robbery at a famous eatery. WABC's Lydia Serrani goes in-depth on these crimes with New York Post crime reporter Tina Moore. And I'm Lydia Serrani, and on the line with me right now is the best crime reporter here in New York City, New York Post Police Bureau Chief Tina Moore. How are you, Tina? Hi, Lydia. I'm fine. Thank you. That horrific Chinatown murder, the video is so chilling that the suspect followed her up six flights of stairs. What do we know more about it? According to the superintendent there, the landlord, the killer remained pretty far behind her so she wouldn't be able to see him and then pushed in just as she opened the door. Once inside, she fought back and she punctured him in the stomach at least once. Um, It's not clear if she used his weapon to do that, but she punctured him in the stomach at least once. He was taken to the hospital and treated before he was charged, and now he's been charged with murder. It's every woman's worst nightmare. They get dropped off after a night out. She was 35 years old. She'd only been living in New York City for less than a year, right? Yeah, she had just moved there. And, uh, you know, her landlord said she's a really nice neighbor, so she's a really nice woman. She always said hello. You know, she's a, a, a pretty young female. She, she just was, was nice to everybody. So there's pretty shocked people who live there. Now, the suspect, he's African-American, 25-year-old guy, homeless man. He has two violent assaults under his belt. Yeah, I mean, he punched a guy. He was a, he was known as a, a, a turnstile guy where he would go and he'd mess with the MetroCard machines. So people would have to buy uh, subway swipes and he could sell them. And at one point, uh, he punched a man for trying to swipe a woman in. Um, and uh, that was one of, his char- one of the charges against him. Um, yeah, he was around for a while and he was, police were aware of him. Although this is definitely the most heinous crime he apparently committed. Now, another bizarre crime on the Upper East Side, 72nd and 1st, the famous Nino's Restaurant. Tell us what happened there. Looks like uh, two robbers went into the restaurant. One of them flashed a silver handgun uh, at a worker there, a 65-year-old man, and um, said to him, give me the Super Bowl money, which um, it's not really clear what, what that was what, exactly what they were referring to, but they got away with uh, a large sum of money, according to the NYPD. The owner of that restaurant is Nino Salimai. He's from Montenegro. I know about him because I've met him a few times. He's ethnic Albanian, and he came here to America in pursuit of the American dream over 40 years ago. And he said nothing like this has ever happened. And in one interview, he blamed the woke policies and he said something needs to be done. Is this something that we are hearing over and over again from a lot of victims? 
We're hearing this a lot now, yes. It's not clear exactly because these robbers haven't been arrested yet. We'll look at their records once they are. Um, and, uh, I mean, he was tied up. So, you know, this is a little more serious than just flashing a gun. Right. They tied him up as well as another woman. Does it appear that it could have been an inside job? Because, I mean, who else would know that they were having a Super Bowl party later that day? And I know that the owner said all he saw was their eyeballs because they were so mm-hmm. covered up. They were covered up, right? So police are investigating. I'm sure we'll get some sort of arrest in the case. There's got to be video, and you know, of these guys for sure. Well, thank you so much, Tina Moore of the New York Post. Come back anytime. Thanks, Lydia. Thank you. And again, this is Lydia Serrani for 77 WABC News. As we mentioned earlier, 25-year-old Asimad Nash was charged Monday with murder and burglary in the death of Christina Yuna Lee. And so far, though, no arrests have been made in the Nino's restaurant robbery. In the week since Michelle Goh's death, New York Governor Kathy Hochul has proposed an extension and expansion of Kendra's law in her executive budget proposal. New York City Mayor Eric Adams has similarly advocated for strengthening it and called on judges to utilize it more often. The law allows courts to order a person to receive supervised mental health treatment and even hospitalization. Here's Mayor Adams on the campaign trail last May. It's time to use Kendra's law to deal with the mental health crisis that we're, we're seeing. We must deploy teams of trained mental health professionals con- to conduct routine inspections and collaborate with the police and transit employees so they can identify those who are entering our system with real mental health illnesses and crises. Kendra's law actually took effect in November of 1999. The New York state law grants judges the authority to issue orders that could require people who meet certain criteria to regularly undergo psychiatric treatment. Studies have actually found that the application of Kendra's law is successful in driving down deaths, suicides, homelessness, incarceration, and repeated hospitalizations of those suffering with severe mental illnesses. A hate crime targeting a Jewish man in Brooklyn under investigation this morning. You can see footage of this on our website, wabcradio.com, of this attack and the suspect that the NYPD is looking for. Here's what happened late Friday night. A 22-year-old Jewish man was walking on Avenue L, that's in East Midwood, when a passenger exited a light-colored minivan attacking the man. The victim was hit and his yarmulke removed. The NYPD hate crimes dashboard I checked on it this morning lists 198 reported such attacks against members of the Jewish community in 2021, with 58 arrests resulting. And again, you can see footage of this attack on our website, wabcradio.com. There's a proposed merger of two Manhattan elementary schools with sharply differing student demographics and enrollment numbers stirring up debate over things like race, gentrification, and education in the East Village. So this plan involves PS19 and East Village Community School, located just three blocks apart on East 12th Street. Students at the East Village Community School are majority white and wealthier than the district average. It is so overpopulated, however, that teachers are forced to hold therapy sessions for students with disabilities in the hallway. Now, just the opposite over at Public School 19 where students are overwhelmingly black, Latino, and poor. Many classrooms are unused and sit empty. So the Department of Education has now proposed combining those two schools at PS19, a vote plan later this week. 
77 WABC Time Check 545. I'm Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Justin Ellick has sports. Thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your Early News Sports Update. At last, Brooklyn Nets are back in the win column after a seemingly unsnappable 11-game losing streak. Newcomer Seth Curry showed his worth in his Nets debut with 23 points to lead Brooklyn to a 109-85 home victory over the Sacramento Kings. Here was Curry on getting acquainted with his new team after the game. It's been great from the moment we stepped here. Uh, everybody's made it easy. Uh, guys coming in, even though I said it early, even though they've been on a 10-11 game losing streak, the energy's been great since day one uh, with the team. Everybody, uh, a lot of optimism with the, the new additions and the brand of basketball that we that we plan on playing is a lot of fun. So um, that's all on the court tonight. The new-look Nets debuted two of the three players acquired from Philadelphia in last Thursday's star Ladin deal with the 76ers. Newly acquired Andre Drummond started at center as well for the Nets, and the centerpiece of the trade, Ben Simmons, rode the bench in a hoodie and sweatpants. As for the Knickerbockers, they fall 127-123 to at home to the Oklahoma City Thunder despite a triple-double from Julius Randle. The game went into overtime, but New York wasn't able to outwork the Thunder in the extra quarter. We'll be treated to a cross-borough matchup tomorrow night when the Nets visit the Knicks at MSG. No local hockey last night, but look for the Rangers to come out of the gate hot for their second-half surge tonight at home against the Boston Bruins. That face-off is set for 7 p.m. Eastern time. The Islanders and the Devils will join the Blue Shirts in that same time slot, as well as the Isles have a date with the Sabres in Buffalo, and the Devils will welcome the Tampa Bay Lightning into Newark. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. Very Thanks. good, Justin Alec. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Very excellent. So, Sydney has a rival. All right, Luke Legrano has traffic and transit. All right, Deb. We've got an incident on the Cross Bronx affecting uh, the upper level of the GW, a little bit of uh, backup on the inbound side. Still have that accident on the Cross Bronx North blocking the right and center line at Webster Avenue. We're also starting to see some backup on the Gowans Expressway East between the Canal and Cabin Plaza, as well as on the Harlem River Drive between 2nd Avenue. Avenue in the FDR Drive. Over to Hudson Valley, it's all good on the New York State Thruway near the Mario Cuomo Bridge. We've got some lingering delays on the sawmill near the Taconic and the, New, uh, the Newburgh Beacon Bridge, but still nothing too bad this early in the morning. No heavy delays in Long Island, but we're getting, beginning to see some more volume on the LAE West between Nichols and Shelter Rock Road. And in New Jersey, things are looking good on the Garden State Parkway and I-287. They've just closed, they just reopened uh, the area on the Eastern Spur and the Jersey Turnpike. That was closed for construction earlier this morning between the Southern Mixing Bowl and the West Spur Merge. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. With traffic, I'm Luke Legrano for Talk Radio 77 WABC. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, our highs 33. The overnight lows 25. Bit warmer tomorrow. Mostly sunny skies high up to 47. Right now, 20 degrees. Clear skies in Manhattan. And Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. It was a lackluster trading day to kick off the week. Growing fears of a Russian invasion of Ukraine took the steam out of markets in afternoon trading at the closing bell. The Dow Jones fell 172 points. The S&P 500 lost 17 points. And the Nasdaq lost less than a point. The Heritage Foundation Annual Index of Economic Freedom says the U.S. economy under President Biden plunged to an all-time low. According to new data released on Monday, the report determined the U.S. fell 2.7 points from the 2021 Index of Economic Freedom to a record low score of 72.1. The U.S. also fell to its lowest ranking globally from the 20th spot in last year's rating to 25th 
in 2022. Former President Donald Trump once derided New York Yankee star Alex Rodriguez as a druggie and a joke, but the slugger has emerged as part of an investment group closing in to buy Trump's Washington, D.C. hotel. That's according to sources familiar with the deal. The Trump Organization reportedly reached a deal with the Miami-based CGI Merchant Group last year to sell its lease on the Trump International Hotel just a short walk down Pennsylvania Avenue from the White House for $375 million. And finally, Elon Musk jabbed at federal auto safety officials after they forced Tesla to recall a feature that allows drivers to play fart sounds and other bizarre noises over their car's external speakers. Tesla recalled nearly 600,000 vehicles last week to tweak the boombox feature, a late 2020 update that lets drivers swap out their normal car horn for other sounds, including honks that sound like farts and goats. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration determined the feature could make it harder to hear a required pedestrian warning system sound. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. And Market Watch is reporting that U.S. stock futures are jumping on a report that some Russian troops are actually heading back to base, but... The future is still in the red. The Dow down 171 points. The S&P 500 down 17. The Nasdaq down a fraction of a point. The WABC Early News. A former President Donald Trump accused the mainstream media of hypocrisy. This is all over the lack of coverage on the allegations detailed by special counsel John Dorham. Trump suggested Monday that he would actually be executed if the same allegations were levied against him rather than a Democratic candidate. The story has seen less wall-to-wall coverage of the so-called dirty dossier that turned out to be Democrat-funded opposition research used as a basis for the FBI to surveil Trump campaign aide Carter Page. So Trump, during a 2020 interview with CBS News host Leslie Stahl, actually dismissed claims that political opponents spied on Trump's campaign. Leslie, they spied on my campaign. Well, we can't verify that. It's been totally verified. No. It's been just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. And then they went much further than that. And they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie. And you know that. But you just don't want to no. put it on the air. Trump said the lack of Durham stories is proof the media is corrupt and claimed all hell would break loose if Republicans face the same accusations. Support now from White House Speaker Nancy Pelosi for Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren's bipartisan proposed bill banning stock trading on Capitol Hill. In addition to banning members of Congress and their spouses from trading stocks, requiring them to put their assets into a blind trust, Warren's proposed bill would also require them to sell off all stock holdings. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi previously dismissed concerns about stock trading by members of Congress, but made a drastic about face back in February. Uh, I do believe in the integrity of people in public service. I want the public to have that understanding. We have to do this to deter um, something that we see as a, a problem, but it is a confidence issue. And if that's what the members want to do, then that's what we will do. The issue is in committee, and there are several different bills being proposed. Pelosi has also further suggested that the judiciary, including the high court, be subjected to the same proposed stock trading rules. 
U.S. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell and former President Donald Trump may be forced to align before the midterm elections later this year. Their divide all over established Republicans and pro-Trump supporters. McConnell and Trump have criticized each other publicly recently. Here's Trump during a rally in Iowa back in October. Mitch McConnell should have challenged that election because even back then we had plenty of material to challenge that election. He should have challenged the election. Schumer would have challenged the election. McConnell has reportedly been working nonstop behind the scenes to recruit new Senate candidates, particularly from the crop of popular Republican governors in places like Arizona, Maryland and New Hampshire. Speaking to ABC News on Sunday, U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham suggested he may not support McConnell if he fails to reconcile with Trump. President Joe Biden's habit for sparring with reporters continued last week as he called NBC's Lester Holt a wise guy for pointing out his past claims that inflation would be temporary. Biden has repeatedly shown annoyance and even hostility with reporters asking tough questions. Biden muttered that Fox News reporter, for example, Peter Ducey, was a stupid son of a bee for asking whether inflation will problem ahead of the midterm elections. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a And Biden even called NBC News Kelly O'Donnell a pain in the neck and jokingly talked about running over a reporter in a car after she asked a question he didn't feel like answering about Israel. Heading up to Canada, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is under fire. Trudeau is being slammed by four of the country's premiers for invoking the rarely used Emergencies Act to bolster police presence across Canada to try and crack down on Freedom Convoy protesters. Monday afternoon, Trudeau told protesters they need to go home now, but he's held back deploying the military under the Emergency Act. We'll always defend the rights of Canadians to peaceful assembly and to freedom of expression, but these blockades are illegal, and if you're still participating, the time to go home is now. Trudeau's invoking the act means it can be used to tackle COVID-19 protests over COVID-19 vaccine mandates and other restrictions. It strengthens the Canadian police's ability to try and impose fines and even imprisonment for protesters who blockade borders. Furthermore, it also grants police the power to tow vehicles. Banks are also being given the power to freeze funds associated with protesters in the Freedom Convoy if they are used in relationship to Freedom Convoy demonstrations. Coming up on 557, let's head over to the traffic desk with Luke Lograno. All right, Deb. Action is beginning to pick up around the city. An incident on the Cross Bronx is causing some backup on the upper level of the George Washington inbound. Still have that accident on the Cross Bronx North causing the, uh, excuse me, blocking off the right and center lanes at Webster Avenue. Delays are getting bad on the Harlem River Drive between 2nd Avenue and the FDR Drive, as well as on the Gowans Expressway between the Prospect Expressway and Cabin Plaza. Over to Hudson Valley, it's all good at the Mario Cuomo and Mid-Hudson Bridges. Still have some minor delays on the sawmill near the Taconic and near the Newburgh Beacon Bridge, but still nothing too bad. 
bad right now. No heavy delays in Long Island, but we're beginning to see some more volume on the LAE West between Nichols and Shelter Rock Road. And in New Jersey, starting to see some action on the Garden State Parkway and I-287. The Jersey Turnpike Eastern Spur has been reopened between the Southern Mixing Bowl and the West Spur Merge. No major transit delays at the moment. Alternate side parking rules are in effect. With traffic, I'm Luke Legrano for Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Luke. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, but still rather chilly. The high near 33. The wind chill will make it feel between 10 and 20 degrees. Mostly clear skies overnight. Our low dips to 25. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. A bit warmer. The high near 47. Right now, 20 degrees. Clear skies here in Manhattan. And we are working our way to the best morning show in New York City. Bernie and Sid coming up at 6 o'clock. Here is the rundown. 740. You don't want to miss Bo Deedle. Of course, he's a private investigator, former cop, actor. Dr. Mark Siegel will be with Bernie and Sid at 840. He's a clinical professor of medicine and a practicing internist at NYU Langone. And Michael Goodwin coming up with Bernie and Sid. That's in the 9 o'clock hour. He is the New York Post chief political columnist. And, of course, 825, we have Lydia reports. You don't want to miss that. 32 past each hour, Sid Sports, sponsored by Peerless Boilers. And you may be the contestant today. During the Beat Bernie contest, of course, you can call in the Peerless Boilers Beat Bernie contest Monday through Friday at 940 during Bernie and Sid. And at 30 past each hour, don't miss the 77 WABC clip of the day. 77 WABC time check coming up on 559. Just a couple more stories to let you know about during the early news. Well, there were some chaotic moments, needless to say, aboard an American Airlines flight from Los Angeles to D.C., An unidentified passenger actually taken into custody after he tried to allegedly break into the cockpit. That plane was forced to make an emergency landing due to the passenger's erratic behavior. The man eventually ended up being arrested. He was taken into custody while other passengers had to be rebooked onto yet another flight. According to the FAA, their data shows that during last year, during 2021, there were nearly 6,000 reports of unruly passenger behavior across all U.S. airlines, not only American airlines, and actually 72% of those involved mask-wearing issues. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Be with us tomorrow morning for the early news. Stay tuned for Bernie and Sid coming up at 6.